This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hopeland Church. Uh, Pastor Sean here, and we are in the conclusion of our series, Joy, and I am really excited to share the word today with you. Uh, I hope you guys um, enjoyed worship, and we're about to dive into this word, but I also just wanted to um, say uh, many of you should have gotten an email. Those that are part of our community, we have your contact info. We did send out an email this week just concerning um, the shooting in Texas and even just even recent things happening in our nation. We, as pastors, just felt the uh, responsibility and tug on our heart just to address this and speak to our community directly um, and really break it out, kind of share a little bit more of a heart than we could just do maybe on uh, just a post on social media. So we, um, I hope you guys received that email um, just so you could see our heart and kind of what we're going to do. And we're definitely going to pray um, for those families as well. Um, today online, we will as well as um, in person today. Um, so um, let's just continue to keep our nation in prayer. And also there are some things we can do. And in that email, we did mention some actual things uh, that you could do if you haven't done already, just to help uh, families and people in the situation they're in. So um, praise the Lord. Um, so uh, I hope, uh, once again, if you guys did not get that or and you want to give us you just your contact, you could just text us your email, um, our phone number, and we'll put it in our system just so um, you can be in the loop of what's happening. Um, but yeah, you can just text it to our number. Um, you'll hear our number and stuff just based on some other announcements we're doing today. But um, with that said, um, let's dive into the word this morning. And so we're going to um, start in John chapter 15, uh, verse 4 and 5. So if you want to turn your Bibles to John 15, verse 4 and 5, and I'm going to pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that you um, just speak to us. Lord, continue to do your work in us. And Lord, we thank you. Uh, for this moment, we thank you for your grace, your word, your spirit, and uh, change us, God. Speak to us and do your work in us, oh God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said, amen. All right, so I'm gonna start with this thought here before I read John chapter 15, verse four and five, but here's kind of the whole um, thought and idea for today, that joy is the fruit of an intimate and growing relationship with Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. We might not put this on the screen because it's kind of a long statement here, um, but just so you get it, um, joy is the fruit of an intimate and growing relationship with Jesus. Okay, so John chapter 15, verse four and five, let's read this. This kind of just encapsulates what we're gonna talk about today as far as joy. So obey, oh, sorry, abide in me, and I in you, as the, as the branch cannot bear fruit, everybody say fruit, of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Uh, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. 
neither can you unless you abide in me. So joy is a fruit of the spirit, right? And the way we bear that fruit, produce that fruit, bring that fruit forth in our lives is relationship with Jesus, abiding in him. Not just, I have a relationship with God, I confess God at one point, I confess Jesus as Lord, yes and amen to that, but a an intimate and growing relationship, growing, right? Branch, vine, those things grow when they're nurtured. When a branch is in the vine, connected to the source, that branch is gonna grow and produce fruit. And so, um, verse five again, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Uh, for without me, you can do nothing, right? So we are simply branch. We are simply a literal branch. We are a vessel uh, to be used by God and we gotta stay abide, we gotta abide in the vine. And you know, you, how do you stay abide? How do we abide in the vine? How do we stay connected to Jesus. Um, and we're gonna talk about this today, like is, is abiding, it's about abiding. So why, why do we abide? Because we wanna know him, walk with him. But when we abide in him, we will produce fruit. And specifically, uh, we will produce the fruit of joy, right? We will produce it, all right? So let's look at it one more verse here and then I'm gonna kind of share a lot from my notes, okay? So I'm kind of gonna share some thoughts in my notes, right? And then we're gonna share a verse that kind of encapsulates that. And then we're gonna do that again. We're gonna share some stuff and then we're gonna share a portion of scripture. And then we're gonna do that. We're gonna share from my notes and share a portion of scripture. So it's kind of like this progressive process of bearing fruit. That's kind of how the notes today are constructed is we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna read the scripture as we did, share some from my notes, and then share scripture, notes, scripture, notes. And each section we go through is really a process of what abiding produces, that we progressively grow, that we go through the process of God and in doing that, bear fruit, all right? So uh, I may, my, maybe should have said that before I started, but that's kind of how we're gonna approach today, all right? So um, once again, got to abide in the vine. It's how we bear fruit. Without Jesus, we can do nothing, all right? So Galatians chapter three, verse 22 and 23, very familiar portion of script of verses here, but just to kind of lay the foundation today, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So joy and all these other things here are the fruit of the Spirit, okay? So I just want to talk about this here, okay? Because we're talking about um, bearing the fruit of joy, Okay, so I know a lot of you know this, but I want to walk through this. Like, what is fruit? What is it? Okay, um, and I'm going to read from my notes. Fruit is the result of a seed going through a process of growth. That's what it is, right? So fruit is the harvest. 
Fruit is the result. Uh, fruit just, um, you know, fruit, it's synonymous to harvest. It equates to the result of a seed going through a process, right? Planting, watering, nurturing, seasons, growing, pruning, purging, watering, nurturing, and then harvest. Okay, that's fruit. That's fruit. So the fruit of the Spirit in us, it, it's the result. It, it, it's, 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 it's that growth has happened, right? Like, it's not like, you know, some people, maybe that we expect sometimes people confess Jesus, right? And they, they, they encounter God. And I'm telling you, it's going to take some time for them to bear fruit. Uh, why? Because fruit is the result of time, uh, attention, work, right? God's supernatural grace and power, maybe a little bit more time, a little bit more watering. You get what I mean? So sometimes I, even me growing up it, it, from a teenager in the church, um, I, I, you know, I, I was, was told like, this is what Christians have in them by way of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And amen. But really contextually fruit those fruits are the result of the seed of the word being planted, going through a process, allowing that seed to be planted on good soil, and us yielding that fruit over time. So fruit does not happen by accident, by coincidence, right? Fruit is not... Fruit, true fruit, and, and speaking in the word of God here, this is a, an agrarian culture we're talking to in context. Fruit is not instantaneous, right? It, 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 the, 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 the potential for the fruit of the spirit is in us because of God, God's seed in us, but it, it's, it's, it's very natural, okay, for, for a seed to eventually bear fruit. I mean, that's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. That is the purpose. It's the potential of a seed, okay? Um, it is not complicated or complex. It's actually very natural. It's actually very natural. This is part of how, like, just the natural seed works. And so with the word of the Lord, the seed of the word being planted in our heart, it is not complicated or complex. It is actually very natural but it is a process nonetheless. So with that said, then it, it's very natural for a Christian to be joyful. It's very natural. Why? Because I got the seed. And what does that seed produce? It produces joy, a fruit called joy. I have the seed of the word in me planted on the so in the soil of my heart. So, so joy is very natural. Joy, peace, long-suffering, Right, uh, another word for that: patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All of those fruits is very natural for a Christian to bear that fruit, to produce that Christ-like behavior. Uh, but it is a process, nonetheless. Because, um, and why? Why is it natural? Because it is what is produced as a result 
of the divine seed in us. So joy should be a Christian reality. Should be, should be a Christian reality because the spirit of God is in us. The word, seed of the word is in us. It's the fruit of the spirit. It's the fruit. So yeah, through the sanctification process of the spirit of God in us, through the work of God in us, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do as well, working in us what is well-pleasing in his sight. Uh, you know, the spirit of God working in us mightily. This process that God takes us through um, produces this fruit of joy, the fruit of the spirit. So what are some of the things? Now, I'm gonna talk about this now. So what are some of the things? What what are, what are What is this process like? What does this look like? So if I got the seed in me, how do I produce joy? Like what 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 is it that, will begin and 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 promote this process of Christ likeness in us okay uh, say this with me say I have the seed of the word in my heart say this with me say I have the potential to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life okay so we're going to talk about it. so there it is you got the seed in you all right man that's where we start that's the beginning okay? And so here it is. Here's here's my next point. Here is that um, uh, how what what begins this? What what constitutes this? What initiates this? And I know this is simple, but I really feel uh, today to really teach this, to walk through this. And here it is. I believe this message can be something that you can go back and listen to. But here it is: to bear the fruit of the Spirit in our life to bear the fruit of joy, to, for us to, to really bear that, for it to be actualized, for it to be a true reality. Uh, here it is, point here, everything begins with God, okay? It just does. Like, let's, I know we know this, but that, it's not, it's not, it's not my discipline. It doesn't start there. Um, my Bible study doesn't start there, folks. My fasting, it doesn't begin there. That I, I, I'm not throwing those things out and making those things irrelevant, but it does not begin there. It begins with God. Everything begins with God. The Bible starts every, in the beginning, God. Um, he first loved us, right? Well, love is not that we love God, it's that he first loved us. Um, you know, the Bible says, right? My favorite scripture in the Bible, John 15, 16, you did not choose me, I chose you, God right? You did not choose me. I chose you that you should go and bear fruit. So fruit bearing does not begin with me. Fruit bearing begins with God. It begins with his grace on our lives. All right. It begins with his mercy toward us. It begins with his arm outstretched to us. It begins with his presence on us and in us. It begins with his eyes in our direction. Okay. It begins with his ear, his ear attentive to our cry. Everything begins with God. It begins with his hand on us. It begins with his grace. It begins with his choosing, his electing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it starts with his thoughts concerning us, period. All right, without him, we can do nothing. All right, it starts with him and grafting us in the vine. It doesn't start with us. I mean, we, this is the, the, the beginning of fruit bearing is God. God alone, God first, God initiated, God's love, God's mercy, God's 
um, you know, thoughts and, and, and the intent of his heart toward us, uh, that's where it begins. So praise the Lord. It takes the pressure out of our hands, right? Like, let's let this just be about God and what he does in his grace from the onset. We are recipients. We are beneficiaries. We are the receivers. God is the giver, okay? He is the uh, God that gives. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That alone just tells you right there, God gave first, okay? So, so, so our response does come into play, but let's just say it as it is, as it should be, everything begins with God, okay? All right, everything, your growth, your per God's purpose on your life, you fulfilling purpose, you walking in the will of God, you living a pure holy life, you um, connecting with the right people, God first. God did it. It's to the praise of his glory, not unto us, but unto you, O oh God, is our praise, right? Not unto us, unto you, God. God first, okay? Somebody say amen, all right? That as Colossians says, speaking of Christ, that he may have the preeminence. All things were created by him, for him, and through him. Nothing outside of him was created. Anything made that was made was made by him in the beginning, God, okay? I think I'm kind of repeating myself here, but I feel a little bit of a preach in my spirit that it, how does this happen? God, period. That's it, amen? So let's look at this here. Let's look at this. Let's look at a Psalm here. Psalms. 124, verse 1 to 8. I'm going to read quickly. Psalm 124, verse 1 to 8. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side, on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against me, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have would have, would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Everything begins with God. Everything, everything. He initiated it. He started it. He showed us mercy. He loved us. He revealed his son to us. Our ability to even choose him is a result of his grace. Somebody say amen. He is not a man that he should lie, okay? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He inhabits eternity. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. Come on, somebody. So everything begins with God. Hallelujah. Um, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side, somebody say, I need you, Jesus.
All right, here we go. Here we go. So there it is. Let, 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 that is settled. Okay, that's settled. Okay, it begins with God. It's, it's all about him. It's what he has done. And we are simply responding to what he has done. We are, we, we, we are, we are, we are obliging. We are saying yes to his pursuit of us. Thank you, Lord. All right. So, so here we go. Once again, here, I'm going to get, get in my notes again. Okay. So now because of what God has done, uh, what is God's intention? What, what is God's goal? What, what, what's the result of what he has done for us? What, what, what is the aim here? What, what does this produce in us? Come on, somebody say fruit. So, so everything begins with God. What, what, what are we saying? He planted that seed in you. God, period. All right? We didn't muster up that seed. We didn't create that seed. We did not put that seed in us. We received the seed. There it is. The seed of the word in your soul. The seed of the word in your heart. Okay? So, so what is the outcome? What is the outcome? Here we go. We're going to talk about this. Here's the next point, folks. Here's the next point. Deliverance and healing. Okay? Deliverance and healing. All right? Deliverance and healing. Deliverance and healing always produce joy. So, so when that seed's in us, God's wanting to do a work in us. When that seed gets planted in us, God's wanting to, to deliver us, to change us, to heal us, to restore us, to, 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 to finish his work in us, to that his son um, uh, might be formed in us, that we now, because of the seed, are partakers of the divine nature. So the result... God's goal and intention for you because of your intimate and growing relationship with him and because you're in the vine, been engrafted in the vine by his handiwork and now you are in the vine. What is his intention? That you would live a life of deliverance and healing. So at the altar, our prayer time, our worship seeds in us. Now we now 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 it's like God's like okay I got to see you I initiated this. Uh, God's like here it is here it is I love you um, I've chosen you I've put my seed in you and so now it's like you know we draw nigh to God He draws nigh to us now now the relationship begins now now it's like you know that this next season of your life He's given you a word He's deposited something in you He's spoken to you today He's given you your daily bread Here's my word so now when we come to Him when we worship when we pray when we're in fellowship with other believers when we're in community when we're listening to the word when we're, when we're doing what He's called us to do we're at the altar of God we're at this place of worship, of intimacy, of prayer, of Bible reading, whatever it is, right? And so here it is. All of that really is, it's an altar where we exchange our nature for his. It's where we say, God, what are you doing here? Oh, wow, God, you're convicting me of this. You're restoring this. You're showing me the truth of your word. I've been believing a lie in my mind about myself and others in life. And But no, the truth of the word is expose some of the lies I believe I've been believing it's 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 changing my outlook my whole world view is shifting based on the divine seed so our our sin for his righteousness our our depression for his presence our anxiety for his peace so this this is where it really starts to go down this is where 
uh, we behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord and we're being transformed into the same image, right? Deliverance and healing, you can, call, you, can, you can put any other word in here, but you guys get what I'm saying. You can put restoration. You could put wholeness, completeness, but I chose deliverance and healing um, just based on some of the verses we're gonna read here. But so, so this requires something of us though. Somebody say amen. This, this requires something, this costs us. So what, what is it? What is it, Pastor Sean? What, 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 what's my part to play in God's grace toward me? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's humility. It's humility when you hear the word. It's, it's honesty, it's, it's vulnerability before God. It's that I might be saved, but I don't have it all together. It's, it's that I have encountered Jesus and I am walking with him, but I'm still being worked on. I might be forgiven, but I'm not perfect. Um, I am perfectly positioned in Christ, but I am being perfected by the work of the spirit of God inside of me. This is, so this is what happens on our journey with God. Come on, if we're honest, anybody, I got the honest people online with us today. Um, we, we get saved and then we run into moments of internal challenge because we start to see things. We, we see the issues. God puts his finger on some stuff in our lives, some issues, some 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 uh, loopholes, if you will, some inconsistencies, some sins, some habits, some practices, some ways of thinking that are contrary to his thoughts toward us. So we see the issues and brokenness in our own humanity. God begins, as I said, he begins to convict us of sinful habits, of our sinful habits, our control issues, our insecurities, our lustful thinking, our ungodly addictions. Come on, somebody. God begins to do his work in us. We are all human. We all have issues. We all have a propensity to something that is ungodly. We all are being worked on. We, as I said before, we have been perfected in our position in Christ, but yet we are still being perfected by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Why? So we can produce fruit. This is where the fruit comes into play. This is where the, the real deal work begins so we can actually produce fruit. Have you ever met a Christian that has confessed Christ and is legitimately saved, but they lack some fruit of patience. Can I get an amen, somebody? Ever met anybody, they're a Christian, they love God, but my goodness, they lack the fruit of peace, right? Why? Because we're all going through a process. How about yourself? I'm sure if we looked at the fruit of the Spirit, you could say, man, I could really produce a little bit more of this one, maybe a little bit more of this one, maybe some more of this one, right? And so here it is. This is the beauty of walking with God. Like I said before, the fruit of joy is produced as a result of an intimate and growing relationship with Jesus. So, Pastor Sean, where is my part to play in this? Here it is. I'm going to read this from my notes. Our part to play. What is in my control here, God? Uh, you know, it, it, that might be your prayer. God, what is in my control here, God? What do I do? It is our willingness to change and surrender. That is the key to our deliverance, freedom, and healing. I'm telling you right now, here it is. This goes for everybody in every season of life that our willingness to change, right? And our willingness to surrender to God and his will for us. These are the absolute necessary keys to our own deliverance, spiritual freedom, 
and healing. All right, let's look at Psalm 51 here. I'm gonna read a, a group of verses here. Psalm 51, verses three to 13, okay? This is after David, he's, he's walking with God. He is a man of God, but he slept with Bathsheba and had Uriah, her husband, uh, brutally murdered. And so Psalm 51 was written as a result of that. He goes into his prayer closet, if you will, and he begins to seek God again. And so here comes the surrender, humility, and all that good stuff. But here it is, Psalm 51, verse three. Here we go. Uh, For I acknowledge my transgressions. Somebody say humility. Say surrender. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Verse four, against you, you will only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Verse five, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in my sin, my mother conceived me. Verse six, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. Somebody say fruit. Somebody say fruit. Say it again, say fruit. You desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me, here it is. Here is his longing to be purged and cleansed. Uh, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be white in the snow. Verse eight, make me hear joy and gladness. All right, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Verse nine, hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Verse 11, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Here it is, restore to me the joy. The joy, healing and deliverance always produce joy. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I'm gonna say it again, healing and deliverance always produce the fruit of joy. When we are changed, joy is what is manifest. When we are delivered of our issues, when we receive surrender and submit to that work of God in our soul, joy is always a result. Is it easy to do the quote unquote dirty work with God? Meaning, God, you know, when we let God in the closet, let God in that area, let God deliver us of our greed, perversion, envy, pride, whatever it is. Like we are all human and and we are not, nobody is exempt. This is the Christian life. This is the beauty of walking with God that we can be changed by the divine seed and produce the fruit of joy. Verse 12 again, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Verse 13, this is very powerful because he was doing some personal work, some intimate work, some private work with God. Verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your ways. I'm gonna teach nobody nothing till I get this work done in me, God, right? The, 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 the priorities, God, do your work in me so you can work through me. But doing his work, his work in me is more important. It's first before doing his work through us. 
Then, 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 as a result of, after, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. So what does it look like when we get healed and delivered? What does it look like? See, I told you we're going through a process. It's like kind of what this message is almost like the planting of the seed and we're gonna lead to the production of the fruit of the spirit. But as you can see, even just in these notes and these scriptures, that this is a process, all right? So once again, um, what does it look like when we get healed and delivered? Here it is, here it is. Holiness and sanctification. That's what it is. That's what it is. Holiness and sanctification. Holiness and sanctification. That's what it looks like, okay? Hallelujah. That is what it looks like, folks. So we change and become more like him in a real way. That's what it looks like. When we allow him to do his work in us, the will of God is us becoming more Christ-like. It's not only what we do. Many times when we speak of the will of God, we, I mean, just in my, maybe this is just in my own thinking, or maybe what's just what I'm used to hearing is we speak of the will of God. And I'm, I, I'm not saying it's not these things, but it's not just these things, like, like a place or a doing, uh, uh, the, the work of ministry, whatever. It, we, we look at that like I'm doing, doing the will of God. Yes, yes and amen. But I'm here to tell you right now that according to Psalm 51, even uh, David was doing the will of God getting alone with God and working out. God cleanse, wash, purify, restore, heal, purge me, right? Oh, you know, God, do your work in me, right? And then, he, then, I, then I will teach. Then I will do, right? So the so will of God is not only what we do, it's who we are becoming more like. That is the will of God, right? It's who we become more like. That is most important. Somebody say fruit, it's who I am becoming like, not what I am doing for him, right? It is who, because if I am more like him, I will do. It leads to the vocation. It leads to the occupation, right? He needs to occupy me before I do and enter into the occupation, all right? Serving God is not about some performance or a show. Come on now, somebody say amen. This ain't a performance or a show. Your, your, your position or vocation in the kingdom will not resolve or fix your issues. Actually, when you start to step into what God has called you to do, that environment you step into will actually be an environment that brings your issues to the surface not to shame you, but to deliver you and heal you. So vocation is not, the resolve does not solve the problem of my soul ills. Um, if engaging and doing and serving God in a literal way and serving others, that has its place. It is, it is indeed a part of the will of God. But if I don't allow his work in me and I do his work, I got it backwards and I won't last, I won't last, I won't last. Somebody say amen. Okay, because we're talking today about bearing the fruit of joy, and that's it, that's an internal work, folks. 
Um, hallelujah. Serving God is not about me, meaning my ego. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about, look at me. Look what I do. Look at me. Look at, check me out. Um, no, it's about um, God doing his work in us. Okay, so here we go. Say it with me, everybody. Say holiness and sanctification. Say it again. Say holiness and sanctification. So here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 8. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Should, should. He's speaking to Christians. He's speaking to the church in Thessalonica. And he's saying, hey, y'all, you shouldn't be doing this. It tells us that they were. Should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should, should. Y'all should be doing it. Y'all, this is fruit now. He's like, look, y'all say in church, serving the Lord, you should know how to possess your vessel in what? Here's the word, sanctification. What is sanctification? It's the process of advancing in holiness. It is the process. It is the process. It is, I'm gonna read the definition. Use of the believer being progressively transformed by the Lord into his likeness. It is both the process and result. So sanctification is the process. Holiness is the result. They are literally the same word in, in the Greek, hagiosmos, hagio, holy. Hagiosmos is more adding this process of transformation to the word holy. God is holy and we are being made holy. God is hagio, hagia. We are, we are being hagios, hagiosmos, right? So he is holy and we are being made holy. All right, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should, no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. Speaking of those that were sleeping with their brother's wives, because the Lord is the avenger of all such. Why? The wages of sin is death and sin has a penalty. Sin has a penalty and that penalty is death. And he's like, man, God's you, you, you will be judged. Yeah, I mean, you guys are believers. You're in church sleeping with your brother's wife. God will judge you for that. that that's a sin. You need to repent. You, you should be able to possess your own vessel. Why? The seeds in you, allow it to work in you. Stay humble, stay open. Pray like Paul prayed. Sorry, pray like David prayed in Psalm 51. Come on, somebody. As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us. God did not call us to uncleanness or mixture, but in holiness. Look at sanctification and holiness. These words are all over the scripture. The teaching, the, 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 the biblical doctrine of this is so evident in the scripture. This is our life. It is not easy to do this, to submit to the will of God all the time, but it is absolutely requisite. This is, this is God working in us and through us. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. This is the calling. So our calling isn't just what we do. Our calling is who we are becoming. Who? Jesus. Becoming more like him. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who has given us of his Holy Spirit. The call of God is, is both behavioral and occupational, right? Come on, somebody. It, it, it concerns me. I put this in my notes. Can I read it? It concerns me when we have an unhealthy preoccupation with doing at the neglect of our needed deliverance and inner healing. It concerns me 
when people are so occupied with doing things for God, unhealthy, it's, it's, it's an unhealthy preoccupation. Why? Because they are not dealing with and doing business with God concerning the condition of their emotions, their mind, and their soul. So if I'm unclean and I have not dealt with these things in me, if I've got private sin, secret sin, ungodly relationships, I'm hiding. What I do for God is tainted and defiled by my secret sin. Come on, somebody. We got to do business with God. This, this is part of the process. This is, we never graduate from sanctification. We never graduate from search my heart, oh God. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Nobody graduates from that. We are not so spiritual that we do not need the hand of God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit in and on our life. We are, we are not so spiritual, so gifted that we don't need this. It concerns me when we are preoccupied, unhealthy preoccupation with some type of vocation and to the neglect of the condition of our own soul before God. Here's my last point. Pride kills God's work in our life. Pride kills God's work in our life. All right? Pride kills it. Pride kills it. When, when you know, what does this look like? What does this look like? What does this pride look like? Um, when our spirituality is always based on the sin we see or discern in others more than in our own lives. Okay? Here's another thing. This is where we see pride working in the church. When we hang the, um, the sum total of our spirituality on what others see. When, 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 we, when we internally say, I'm okay. Why? Well, I go to church. That's what everybody sees. I serve in church. Everybody sees that. Um, I go to public Bible studies. Like I, I go, people see that. I pray in front of people. And... And, 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 and I, I discern more than other people. <laughs> Come on now. When our spirituality is based on what everybody else sees and the all of our spirituality, when our confidence is based on that, we, we are slipping into pride here because we aren't doing the needed work behind closed doors. Come on, somebody. All right? Come on, somebody. When Here's another thing. Uh, here's, here's how pride works in the church. Hyper-spiritual slash gifted, but lack Christ-like character and fruit. Okay? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm going to end with this verse. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Humility. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I'm going to read the last part of that verse again. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Father God, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for everybody out there today. I pray that your work continues. God, I pray that we all say yes to where we are right now in your process and that, Lord, we bear the fruit 
we bear the fruit of joy, the true authentic fruit that comes from the divine seed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you, church. Those of you that are not saved, have not confessed Christ to be Lord, I wanna lead you in a prayer right now. Simply repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I confess you as Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I am saved because of your grace and my faith in your work. I receive your spirit today in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We wanna send you a Bible study. Um, we'll text it to you. Just simply text the word GROW. It's about growing in your faith to the number on the screen and we'll send that right to you. And right now, I just wanted to pray for uh, our nation and the families out there that were affected by the shooting in Texas. So Father, right now, we as a community, we lift up these families. We pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you heal and restore and move. God, I pray, Father God, that we wouldn't just pray, but we would be personally moved to some type of action. That Lord, let this be something that we change in our life as a result. Lord, let this change us. Make our approach something, but Lord, we pray for them. We pray for your mercy, your grace, your restoration. God, we call for you to do something in the middle of this tragedy. God, touch our nation. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, move us individually and as a church to action as a result, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.